Hello, podcast listeners. This is your host, Larry, without Laura. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up. We had some recording difficulties with this podcast. However, we were very happy with the content, so we wanted to make sure that we put this out there. So if you could bear with us for this podcast, um, you may need to adjust your listening levels a little bit. But hopefully I won't sound too much like I'm in a tunnel. And at the next podcast, we will hopefully have a new microphone and we'll sound like normal human beings again. Hope you enjoy the podcast and thank you guys for listening. Bye. It's September 29th, 2016, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, so sorry that we're we are very tardy with the podcast. <laughs> we're like, holy cow, it's almost October, and it's almost October. Yeah, when was the last time we did this? Uh, beginning of August. Uh oh. Yeah, but it was like, okay, beginning of August. Let's see, middle of August, school started. Let's see, then I went on vacation, and then I went to Kentucky to speak, and then I came back, and then tried to get caught up from Kentucky. And kids are in school for you, yeah. and it's what. Soccer and soccer and and more soccer and birthday parties and yep <laughs> yes yes we have uh, my oldest turned eight in August my youngest turned two in September and in October we have my husband's birthday and then we're straight into the holidays so <laughs> yeah I pretty much hit August and it's off and running yeah yeah it's there's no stopping like, yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so please pardon our our uh, brief. Hiatus? hiatus? I don't know. <laughs> we, we didn't mean to take this long of a break, but anyway, so we're back, and we're very happy to be talking with you all again. Yeah. Well, and, and interestingly enough, while we were gone, um, we had a new listener um, email us, and it seemed very timely, very topical, because she's, I think everything Laura is in some ways, <laughs> as far as, you know... You know, married, kids, full-time family, the whole thing. Yep, trying to get the architecture career going, yeah. education. So hi, hi Jessica. Yeah, hi. <laughs> we were so excited to get your email. So by the way, if anybody else listening wants to contact us, feel free to email us. Yeah. Well, because this will make the second podcast we're talking about listener email. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, look at that. Because last time was Andy in Ireland, Scotland. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. Um, I'm like, one of the lands over there. In the <laughs> On the other side. On the other side of the pond. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it just seemed very timely because you know, we were starting school again, and or, you know, your kids were starting school again, and here she is. It's full-time mom, wife. She's working a full-time job, and then trying to think about, okay, how do I get a degree and not make it seem like, you know, suddenly I'm... 50 and I'm finally finishing up college. Right, exactly, yes. So Jessica emailed us and, and uh, first of all was hysterical. We were, she wasn't hysterical, we were hysterical reading her email. She's yeah. so funny. And she, first of all, it started because, um, in fact, I have to quote her email. She, the subject line was, 
new listener, why do you hate me? And it was because she had just listened to the podcast and realized that Larry was leaving the firm. And she was very upset and thought that we had done this all very deliberately in order to make her upset. So we had to calm her down and say, no, 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 no. It's everything's going to be okay. The podcast will continue. Take a giant breath. It's we're fine. fine. We've all made it through the transition to the other side and we're all good. So here we are. So, yeah, so we decided that we would uh, focus this podcast on the questions that Jessica posed in her email and specifically about how do does she get through education now as an adult, not as a 20-something-year-old student, and is it worth the, the hopefully not 10 years mm-hmm. that it will take her to finish her degree? Is it worth it, and is it necessary to get into architecture? Wow. So. Well, and my contention and, and what we'll title this podcast is never too old because you know it took me ten years to finish my degree. Yeah, well, and and, I, and that's just my undergraduate. I don't have a master's, so ten years to finish my undergraduate, and I was almost thirty when I graduated. It seems really old to me to be suddenly graduating college and getting a job somewhere. Well, and I did mine. I did a four and a half year undergraduate degree, and then took a year and a half off to work and then went back to graduate school and got a two-year master's. So it did take me eight years to finish mine too. And yeah. I, I did it, you know, pretty much following high school, but, um, still, and then it took me another seven years to get licensed. Yeah. yeah. To finish my internship. Mm-hmm. So it, it does take time and there's, that's not necessarily a bad thing because yeah. you're able to gain so much experience and perspective in those years right. that I ultimately thought by the time I took my, my architecture registration exam to become licensed, I felt like it gave me a, an, an edge, a better opportunity to, to do well on those tests because I could think through it like a real architect, right. not, not just like a student who was learning everything theoretically. Right. I actually had experienced projects where I could apply oh, yeah, that yeah, experience. Like, fair. oh, of course, that, you know, that, that trade has to be on the site before that trade, and that's why this would happen. And yeah. So, yeah, so, so don't think it's a bad thing. Look, look to the right side because yeah. it... It can be a benefit. Right. Well, another thing too is you know we talked about you know you're if you're starting your degree when you're 18, you don't you know you come out of high school, don't know the first thing necessarily about living on your own or living with a roommate, um, you know, and and it's up to you to get all this stuff done. And suddenly, you know, you're just sort of thrown in it. At least as an older student, you're coming at it with a, a much bigger life perspective. And one of the things we were talking about was that for someone who's a mom and a wife and has a full-time job, odds are you know how to manage your time. Oh, yeah, and you're a, you're your a pro, really, really well. Yeah, pro-multitasker for sure. Yeah, so these kids who are up until 3 o'clock in the morning desperately trying to finish their projects, you know, odds are you may be done already. Well, and they're spending a lot of time and energy partying. They're mm-hmm. spending a lot of time and energy on their social lives because probably they don't have a – a spouse at that point. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on in those younger kids' yeah. college experience that you don't need to waste time on when you're an older student. Yeah, one of the, one of the guys in my, one of my first design classes at A&M, one of the guys actually said uh, on the other side of the desk opposite me, so we faced each other, uh-huh. and a younger guy, and he was on one of the bonfire crews, and this is when they were still built. You know, yeah, the students were still at Texas A&M, yeah. yeah. And so there were nights he was up all night and trying to do architecture. And I'm like, dude, you got to pick because you can't. (laughs) 
I mean, and that's one yep. of those things, you know, as, the, as you know, from my perspective, I'm in school, I'm 27, you know, by this time, you know, going back my first semester, I'm 27, and I'm like, that's the last thing I'm going to think about doing, is getting yeah. up there and hoisting myself up onto a bunch of logs to put this thing together and work all night and then expect to go to school all day. Right. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no. get over it. It's... Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. This class wouldn't be nearly as hard as if you would just get in here and do it and go home. Right. Right. So, yeah. you, so, you know, coming into it from older, you have that perspective. And so, you know, as an older student, you, you don't, you know, you, you, I mean, you, I think you might miss out on some experiences in some ways, but at the same time, I think you've got that. Well, it's different. You know, it's, you're not going yeah. back to college to get that first time college experience. You're, right. you're going to further your career. I got a job to do. I need to get in here. Right. I need to get it done. I need to get out. Yeah. You know, so don't, basically. yeah. So don't worry about the other pieces that, that you might not be uh, participating in. There's, mm -hmm. you know, so much to be gained. And if it takes, you know, if you only take one class a semester or two classes and yeah. it takes you a little bit longer, um, just use that to your advantage. Don't don't make it a regret. Just yeah. make it something that's actually going to make you a better architect right. in the long run. Right. Well, too, and don't feel like you're the only person who's ever done this. Oh, yeah. Because my stepmother, when I was probably eight or nine, decided to go to school for her architecture degree. And when we went to bed at nine o'clock, that's when all of her stuff came out. And I remember wandering in the kitchen like at two o'clock in the morning one time, and we woke up and just couldn't get back to sleep. And she's in the kitchen at the kitchen table with paints out and her, um, I don't know, a mat board or whatever, doing some sort of painting project for one of her classes at three o'clock, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning, because that's the time she had to focus on it. Mm -hmm. And that's the time she did it. And had it not been for one of her professors, she probably would have gotten her degree. But um, she got a couple of years in and had a really bad professor who thought, you know, at the time very much that women aren't supposed to be in architecture. This was the 70s. Mm -hmm. And made sure that she wasn't. So flunked her out her last semester of, of or her, I guess, last semester she went, flunked her out of her class. Wow. Regardless of what she had, her grades on her projects were fine, but she had no business being in architecture. And just flunked her out of the course. Yeah, I can't even imagine how many phenomenal architects were lost in that way that oh, yeah. that just didn't were not encouraged and allowed to get through architecture programs during those oh, yeah, years. Because Holly ran into it too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she had to be. Yeah, fight her way in. Yep. Yeah. So. So um, thank goodness it's not like that anymore. Yeah. So you know, so you're not the first you know mom who's had to. Wait until the kids go to bed to get your you know, work completed. That's just the way things go. But you're probably, as we said, better at managing your time, so you know you can do it. Right. Well, and I think it would be really interesting to go back to school at this age and be able to have different kind of conversations with your professors because chances are you're much closer to their age than you would have been <laughs> in your 20s. And then you might be able to have sort of a different talk with them yeah. to say, you know, okay, here's my real life. Talk to me about the best, you know, give me your best advice on how to get through this class because right. I want to be successful and I want to learn as much as I can, Yeah, you know, well, help you know, me out. Just talk to them like real people. And you can get the response that one of my, my um, classmates did when I was first starting my, my degree. She was older. She was pregnant with her first child and her professor said, just drop out now. What? Yeah. She she had been late to class because she'd been throwing up all morning. morning oh, sickness. fabulous! Yeah, and she apologized. Said, "I'm sorry. I'm you know early stage pregnancy. I've just been throwing up all morning. My apologies for being late." And this comment was, "Why don't you just drop out now?" 
And I thought, that's not the thing to say to this person because I know this person. Yeah, not helpful. And, and she will just put you to shame. I mean, and she did. She finished, I'm pretty sure she finished her degree, but she Gosh. made it all the way through that class. I mean, full on eight month pregnant belly, you know, going to class. Yep. But she's like, and don't you tell me, you know, this is what I'm supposed uh-huh. to be so yeah, so it's it's doable. Don't don't think you're the only one, or you know. We're not going to tell you it's not going to be hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'll be a snap. It'll be a breeze. Right. I'm not going to tell you you won't cry <laughs> in certain <laughs> times, but that's true for you know when you well, have a, a working job and yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie and tell you I've never cried in my car on the way to work. Yeah, <laughs> that that or, would not or, be honest. Or curled up under my desk, sucking <laughs> my thumb and sobbing. I've never done that before either. No, that would just be inappropriate. Yeah, totally inappropriate. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be and, and yeah, it'll be a challenge and probably and you, you just get had mentioned um, possibly being able to take more classes as you know things went along and you know kids got older and stuff and that may be very well possible. Um, but the other thing I kept thinking about was, you know, when you get ready to really start taking classes, if there are multiple colleges that are around you, look for the one that's going to fit what, I don't know, maybe what your interests are, but, you know, for, for example, I'm not a theoretical person. No, you know, me I, I am like, you know, tell me how it goes together. Tell me how, you know, I, I appreciate all the theory and the, you know how you walk through spaces and how things are connected and all that sort of stuff. And I get that, but I don't know how the building goes together. How do we make this work? How do we, how do we do something that's grounded in reality? And you may have to look for the right program. If that's the way you feel about architecture, that's your approach. You know, find the right program for that. For me, that was A&M. Right. It's a very engineering based, reality based really program. And granted, there are lots of very talented design professors there that will push you to in your imagination, you right. know, as much as it, as much as they can. But the, but I agree. Yeah, if I had gone to like some, we've talked about University of Texas, for example, is a mm-hmm. much more theoretical program, yeah. and it's much more kind of high design based. Right. And I thought, you know, I don't, I can't get my head around something that could never be built. Yeah, I mean, I get these fantastic, amazing buildings that kind of blow your mind. But they still had to get built. Yeah. And so if you're spending all your time thinking about things that have no basis in reality, that that doesn't fit me. So one of the things I think I've learned in the last eight years just being in business is if you're going to spend time in architecture, spend time on what gets you excited and what you love and and don't spend time on things that drag you down and suck your energy. Yeah. So it approached uh-huh. school in the same way. And that if you have a, you know, granted, you're not going to have choices on all of the classes you have to take because there's requirements, mm-hmm. but there are going to be some opportunities to work with different professors or work on different topics or subjects that will really get you excited and just open up your mind to like, Oh my gosh, this is what I want to do. And so when I got to travel abroad to Italy and get to live in this mm-hmm. this seventeenth century monastery that was there that we, you know was the school that a and m had created there. I was transformed i I was like, "Oh my goodness, I think I've lived in this place in a past life i've something about historic buildings just spoke to me, yeah. and that was hugely eye opening and and I would probably say life changing because at that point, I realized that I didn't need to go down the path of getting a a dual degree in construction science 
that was not going to get me excited. On paper, it made sense. My dad kept saying, oh, it'll be great for, you know, your career. You'll get a great job. And and I thought, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So when I realized that, and I realized I had a choice, that then I I changed my trajectory and and went towards historic preservation. And I still, to this day, love being around old buildings and old plaster and just the patina of metal and brick and all of those wonderful materials that you know somebody's hands touched. Mm -hmm. And really, I think that at the core is what gets me excited because I love quilting. I love fabrics. I love tactile things that I can work with my hands and that are, and it's probably why I love residential too, is because it's of a scale that is people based. It's the way we live every day. So I would very much encourage Jessica and anybody that's in school right now is to really as, as quickly as you can, or as authentically as you can try to find what your passion is be, you know, when you're, if you hear yourself uh, in your mind's voice saying, well, I should do that. And I guess I should do that, but it doesn't make you smile Pay attention yeah. to that uh, because it's not going to make you happy down the road. If it doesn't make you happy now, you're not going to enjoy it down the road. Right. So right. that I, that would be my advice yeah. when you're picking a program, when you're trying to decide on a focus, whether you're in a master's program or something like yeah. that. Yeah, do what makes you happy. Well, and, and going back to this thing about you know having gone to Italy to study for your semester abroad, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I went back to school, you know, yeah, semester abroad would have been great. I would love would love to have gone to Italy and done that. Oh, yeah. But I'm looking at, you know, I've quit a full-time job. I'm coming back to school to finish my degree. What's the quickest way to do it? Not going to Italy for a semester. Right. And incurring that expense. Let's just cut that right out right now, and we'll just do something else. Mm-hmm. And that was the best choice for me just because my timetable, my time frame, and what I wanted to accomplish. So... No. Yeah, well, no, and that's a great point because you do have to make choices. Mm-hmm. And it, But I do think had I not gone to Italy, I still probably at some point would have Realized had an experience sure. or encountered sure. something that would have you know, allowed me to have that same sort of aha moment of, yeah. you know, I really love this. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just slowing down and paying attention to those little clues that yeah. life sort of whispers to you. And hanging on to those. And I and I think you've probably had those experiences, too, where you've realized, like with the speaking, you know, mm-hmm. things like that that get you excited and energized and, and discovering new things yeah. that and new skills that you want to pursue. Right. Yeah, yeah true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Because who knew, you know, six years ago that speaking would be anything I'd even want to come close to doing. Right. And so and here I am I'm speaking again in November. <laughs> right. Yeah, and traveling out of state so to do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and getting paid a little bit to do it, too. It's oh, cool. good for you. Yeah, Yay. Um, and continuing to do that. I mean, that's, you know, when we were discussing earlier that, you know, my intention when I left HPD was not to start another firm, which I have done now. <laughs> um, and, you know, to focus more on speaking and more on the advocacy aspect of architecture and how do I, you know, motivate people from, you know, the other side of things. And finding out that, well, maybe having the firm is going to allow me to do that. And so being able to still continue to be passionate about that while still running a business. Um, so yeah, so look for the things that, that really excite you and, and know that something's going to come along and you're just going to go, wow, this is just, this is it. Well, and this it's also going to, yeah, it's also going to give you the stamina to stick it out for the eight to yeah. 10 years that it may take you to finish yeah. it. If you've got a, a really awesome goal at the end of that 10 years that like, if I stick this out and I suck it up and I get this done, mm-hmm. 
I get to do what I love to do, and that's that'll keep you going because there will be nights and there will be weeks and and like, finals weeks and, and yeah exactly and your and, and your professors and and your kid will be sick and mm-hmm. yeah and you'll have to go visit the in laws somewhere and you know just, just life stuff with you, you know? <laughs> life will happen yeah. but um, yeah. yeah if you can kind of keep your eye on the ball that'll help get you through all those hard right. times yeah right. well and and as we were discussing before we started the podcast. Those 10 years are going to pass whether you do something or not. Exactly. So why not do something with those 10 years? And my father was 50 when he got his, his degree. 50. Mm-hmm. First person in his family to get a college degree, and he was 50. Yeah. And your, your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is. PhD in nursing? Yes. When, since, ever since I've been, I was dating my husband, she got her master's degree in nursing. Then she got her nurse practitioner uh certification and then she went on to get her phd in nursing and she was well into her 60s when that happened so education is not something for the young it's don't even think that at all but it's um it can be a career-long process well and and keep in mind too holly's dad worked until he was 87 Mm -hmm. technically until he was 89 since she had to finish like three projects for him Uh, but as an architect architect until he was 87 had his own office so, you know, if you graduate at 50, look at thinking about it, you've got another 35, 40 years ahead of you. <laughs> of plenty of time to have a career. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully that answers some of your questions, Jessica. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. And um, I feel like we have a kindred spirit in, in uh, Southern California. Yeah. So That's kind of it's nice. It's, it's nice to hear from you guys. I know that you're listening. And, you know, anytime you have a question like that, you can always email us. And, you know, we will respond. Uh-huh. Um, we try to be very good about that. Uh, and we've been having, uh, obviously, back and forth with Jessica and back and forth with Andrew in Scotland. Or Scotland, Ireland. How did you say Scotland? I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's Thursday. I've had a busy week. That's what it is. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, we had that, you know, having that back and forth conversation and finding out this is how they do things and we do things. And um, uh, Andrew sent us some some drawings, which is really interesting because I'm looking at them going, wow, these are like really what we do. Really similar. Really, yeah. Really similar. There isn't a, a big jump um, except for one thing. And then they make all their waterproofing that they call out in the drawings. Those lines are in red. So you can't miss the waterproofing in the detail. And I thought that's a different way of doing things, especially for them because it's wet a lot. Oh, sure. He said, so that just moisture is a big thing for them. So, Make sure that the waterproofing is visible so the contractor has no excuse. When, you know, and I wonder if that's just a convention that his his firm has employed so. or maybe or is so. it actually a code or some, yeah. you know, would any set of plans coming out of his area bring that way. much attention, right. yeah, to that sort of well, detail? And the other thing, too, is, you know, is that something we can take away yeah. and use on our own? Yeah. You know, when we look at our drawings, what are the things that the contractors are missing the most? And then finding those things and putting them in color. Well, and it doesn't matter where you're building anywhere around this this earth. Mm-hmm. Water is always an issue. Water yeah. flows downhill, and it will find that crack and find that gap and find that weakness, and it will ruin your life. <laughs> Water can be evil. Water, water's bad. Water's it? bad. If you can keep it out, yeah. your building will do well. But, yeah. yeah, so that's sort of a universal challenge that all architects have. That's interesting yeah. to see how they how deal do. with that over so, there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, you know, feel free to send us your questions, and 
Of course, I am still with HPD Architecture. Now we have to specify, don't we? Right. You can reach me at info at hpdarch.com. Uh, that comes directly to my inbox. So yeah. um, send me nice, happy things, and uh, and I'll reply. Yeah. And the easiest email for me, so I don't have to spell everything necessarily. <laughs> uh, the easiest email for me is logodoglp at icloud.com. So... Or there just send it to me and I'll copy just, Larry. Yeah, just send it to Larry. <laughs> we'll, yeah, Larry and, and she'll copy me. Because Larry's uh, kind of on the move. We don't know what his email address looks like from week to week. Well, yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Sorry, so, you know, so it's that, you know, I need to get a logo set up. And I need to get my email set up. And I need to get, you know. But I'm also on Twitter at Spotted Dog Arch. There we go. So and we're, and we're on still on Facebook, yeah. archhappyhour.com. No, our happy hour. Yeah, architecture happy hour. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you can find us. We're out there somewhere. We're out there somewhere, yeah. Anyway, so it's been good talking to you guys again. And Jessica, thank you so much for the emails. It's just hilarious. Uh, hoping this really helped you a lot. If not, um, of course, you know, keep emailing us. We'll Try to stump us. Send us your next big challenge. <laughs> and maybe it'll be on a podcast. Maybe it'll be on a podcast. There we go. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys are having a, a good start to the fall, and we will talk to you hopefully in a couple of weeks. Okay. Take it easy. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.